Hey everyone, welcome to the Sermonary Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor, and today I want to talk about meetings because I believe meetings are probably one of the things that pull you away from sermon prep more than most other things that you have going on during the week. Sometimes these meetings are planned and sometimes they're not. Before I get into the meetings and show you the template that I use for productive meetings that actually help you get things done after the meeting, uh, I want to tell you about one thing that we have coming up. It's called the pastor story. Look, I want to walk you through a, a framework uh, through a one-day virtual workshop that I've been using to help me not only feel more productive, but understand where I'm going uh, in my ministry, in my life, in my career, understand what these things are. Here's what it's been able to do. I no longer wake up in a fog in the morning wondering what to do next because I know what to do that doesn't waste my time. Uh, I, I also understand where my life is, is heading. What is the end goal? What is it that I want to be known for when I leave this world? What do I want people to say about me when I'm gone? And it's not one of those, you know, I hope people say I'm a nice guy. I hope they say he loved Jesus. All of those things, yes, I want them to say those things and I want to live my life in that way. But I want them to, to remember me for a specific thing. What did Josh accomplish? What did he do for people? What was a specific thing that he did to help people, to move, uh, to move people forward and point them uh, to Jesus, to point them uh, into a, a stronger ministry, whatever it was. Uh, and this framework helped me clarify that. But I understand where my ministry is going. I understand what it is every day that I need to get out of bed and do and why I need to get out of bed and do it. So I want to invite you to be a part of this. This is probably one of the more meaningful things that you could invest in for yourself. Uh, I promise it will be. We're going to spend several hours together on uh, February 26th walking through this framework. I'm going to be teaching some of it. There's going to be some videos for it. There's a workbook for you. You're also going to learn a daily routine that's not only going to help you create goals, but actually a framework to help you achieve those goals. I don't know how many times you've made goals and never actually made much progress towards them or achieving them. I do it all the time. Not anymore. With this framework, it helps me actually set goals and achieve those goals but also a daily routine that helps you move your day forward so that by the end of the day, not only do you not just feel depleted, but you don't feel like you wasted the day. Sometimes, you know, I used to go home exhausted, but feel like I've gotten nothing done. And that no longer happens because I use a daily routine to help me make sure I get my most important priorities done so that at the end of the day, my son, my wife, they have all of me and my brain is not somewhere else focused on the things that I didn't get done. So I want to encourage you to do this. Go to sermonary.co slash the pastor story, all one word, and sign up for that. It's going to be February 26th. Look, normally this course, uh, we would run it for $297. we are going to do it for $197 for the inaugural class. Uh, so that's a $100 discount that we're doing. Don't miss out on this. Take advantage of it. We've been talking about how important personal development is for pastors. This is your opportunity to invest in yourself. And I promise, this is not just an investment you're making in yourself. It's an investment that you're making in your ministry, your church, your family. Uh, and, and, and it will be, I, I know it will be one of the more meaningful things that you invest in probably one of the most meaningful things that you do this year in your life. So uh, I know that's saying a lot. I've made a lot of promises there, but I, I really want you to check it out. Sermonary.co slash the pastor story. And uh, that's going to be February 26th. Virtually, we're going to spend several hours together walking through that. I think we've got it from 830 Central to 2 o'clock Central uh, for us to walk through that. And it's going to be amazing. All right. So today we're talking about meetings. And uh, here's what I want to do. I want to walk you through a template that I use for meetings. Now, I'll be honest with you. 
This is a template that uh, a version of this I stole from my friend Kula at StoryBrand. If you don't know what StoryBrand is, check it out. It's a framework uh, that I coach businesses and churches through. It's just there's there's no other communication framework like it. It uses the power of story to uh, to to really grow an organization or grow a business or to communicate more effectively. And I use this framework in meetings. Uh, My friend Kula actually took that framework, a communication framework and said, how can we use this to actually make use the power of story in our meetings so that people are not only know what to do in our meetings, but they're inspired in our meetings. They understand why we're doing what we're doing. And so she created this framework. I've taken it, tweaked it uh, to fit churches. And now I want to share it with you. So Here's what we do. Uh, First, we talk about the problem. So any meeting that we have, uh, let me back up just a second. There needs to be one thing that your your meeting is about. Uh, When I posted a question this morning in our Facebook group called The Pastor Story, if you're not a part of it, uh, I posted a question. I said, what is one of your most frustrating things about staff meetings? And the most common answer that I got was they don't stay on task. And, And what ends up happening is they drag on and often just feel like they're becoming a waste of time. Uh, Meetings do often take longer than they should. Here's the reality. You should not stop productivity and people doing work for more than 30 minutes, especially if it's not moving the needle forward in your organization. It's becoming a waste of time. So how do we actually get that done? How do we make meetings productive? How do we make them meaningful? And how do we actually use them to get things done? Uh, this framework is going to help. The first thing is remember, your meeting needs to be about solving one problem, one thing. The, one of the reasons why uh, meetings get off task and start chasing a bunch of rabbits is because they're often about a whole lot of different topics. And it's difficult for us to, our brains to focus on one thing if we start talking about all of these different things. So naturally, our brain is going to chase all of these different rabbits. Your meeting needs to be about solving one problem. And that's where the meeting starts. It starts with the problems. Meetings are called when there's a problem that needs to be resolved. Uh, So during this part of the meeting, you need to describe the problem to your staff and explain how it stands in the way of where your church is going. Your church is going somewhere. You're trying to accomplish something. You're trying to get something done. And there's a problem that's standing in the way. You need to address the problem where we've we've come together in a meeting to address this problem because it's getting in the way of moving us forward and here's how it's getting in the way. You can go in depth if you need to. Provide clear details that communicate the mechanics of the issue. So that's the first part of the template. Bring up the problem. This is why we're meeting today. Here's the problem. This is why it's standing in the way of what we're trying to do. And then there's the solution or the resolution to the problem. Uh, here's what I like to talk about this. This is in the story brand framework. It's called success. How will your church benefit once this problem is solved? This part of the template is extremely important. And this is probably the part of the template that we don't use uh, in meetings very often. How will your church benefit once the problem is solved? What will it look like specifically Uh, Maybe perhaps better time management could allow your staff to minister to more members of the community or a more flexible budget could allow you to accommodate other ministries. These are examples of of what you could do. Whatever the resolution is for your church, paint a clear picture of it. give Give people a vision of what could be if this problem is solved. 
Here's why we need to come together and solve this problem. We don't talk about this enough. A lot of times we say, here's the problem we need to solve. Here's how we're going to solve it. But we don't talk about why we need to solve it. Give them a vision. This inspires people to get on board and solve this problem. We need to put a vision in front of them, not just say, guys, here's the problem that needs to be solved, but also say, if we solve this problem, imagine what we could do. Once this is out of the way, we could do this, or we could be this, or people could do and be a part of this. We need to, to, to lay out a vision for people, make, paint a clear picture of what happens when this problem is solved. The next part of the template is how will the problem be solved? This is your plan. Brainstorm together and come up with a plan for how to solve the problem. And maybe you outline a series of practical steps that will get you there and decide who will be in charge or who will be responsible for the completion of each step. So figure out how these steps will work together to solve the problem and achieve the desired goal. So this is where you brainstorm together to say, what are the steps we need to take to solve this problem? And then you start assigning those responsibilities to people. And that leads us into the next part of the template. It's called action steps. So when assigning the specific responsibilities, issue a clear call to action. Here's the deal. This is something that we learned with StoryBrand. People don't take action unless they're called to action. So there needs to be a very clear call to action for the people in the room. Here's what we do next. Here's what happens next. Give them a very clear, very specific call to action. Articulate exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be completed. This will reinforce the directive with a reminder of how the given task will serve the church overall. So this is the next step we take. And this might be something different for each person, but make sure every person in the room is called to action in some way. What is the action that they take when they leave the room? They know what to do next. The next part of the template is timeline and completion date. This is really important, and this is one that I think a lot of churches miss uh, because we lay out the problem. We might even lay out the plan. Here's what needs to be done. But then we don't actually lay out a timeline of when each step needs to get done. And you almost want to reverse engineer this. What's the completion date? What are all the things that have to be done? Or, or, or what is the, the, the problem that needs to be solved? What is the end result? And then reverse engineer, okay, if, if we're going to be at this point, let's say in, in, in three months we're trying to solve this problem. In three months, the problem is solved. It's right here. Okay, what needs to be done right before that? And what needs to be done right before that? Well, to get to that point, then what needs to be done for that? So almost reverse engineer the, the end. So start at the end and work your way backwards and, and create a timeline and completion date for each task to be done. Again, collaborate, get buy-in from everyone else, agree. These are the times and, and, and tasks that need to be done. Uh, and then you're going to end with something that you already did again. What happens when we reach the resolution? Reiterate how this project or how this solving this problem benefits the church as a whole, how it benefits the staff, how it benefits the congregation members or the group of people that you're trying to serve and help. Doing this will, again, tie everything back to conclude the meeting on a positive note. It's going to say, look, guys, we can do this. When we solve this problem, this is what's going to happen. You're going to repeat yourself. These meetings are almost like a marketing strategy, and marketing is an exercise in memorization. Repeat yourself. Remind people. Here's what happens when this problem gets solved. I really think that this is an effective way to do this. Again, going back through this, 
Your, your meeting needs to be about solving one problem. Don't have a whole lot of things on the agenda. Have one thing. If you can do this, have one thing on the agenda. And here's the reality. We can do this because a lot of the things that we meet about or that we throw into a meeting agenda can be can be done over an email. It can be done over a text thread or through your 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 Slack or, or whatever your, your church might use. It can be done sitting over the water cooler or the, the, the coffee machine and have these little problems can be solved in one-on-one water cooler kind of meetings. In fact, I would encourage you maybe every day start your day with your staff, maybe 10 minutes a day just checking in and have these water cooler meetings so that your big meetings are about solving one thing and you don't have to have them as often. Again, I would rather meet with my team 10 minutes every day than stop production and interrupt everybody's day for an hour and a half to two hours for a, a, a meeting that could have been done a lot faster uh, and there's really doesn't become a whole lot uh, very productive. So uh, maybe have these 10 minute water cooler meetings uh, five days a week or three days a week or something like that and solve these little problems. Uh, I, you know, I remember um, I would sit in elders meetings. We would meet every other month. And so that was a lot of time that would go between elders meetings and we would have so many things on the agenda. And look, we would meet during the week, usually like a Tuesday night or something like that. It would start at six o'clock when everybody got off of work because most of our elders were lay elders. And honestly, those meetings would go until 10, 11 o'clock at night. And we were exhausted. In fact, by the end of the meeting, we were just, we were, we were probably making poor decisions because we were tired. We were exhausted. We knew we had to get up and go to work the next day. And it just, it didn't always uh, lend itself to productivity and great decisions. Uh, so, you know, I would limit your meetings to one thing, one topic that everybody can focus on so that you can stay on task. You know, here's what we're, um, here's what we're focused on. So you're going to start with the problem, bring everybody in on the problem, but you're also going to talk about, uh, how the problem is standing in the way of getting what you want of, of, of where you're going, whatever it might be. Then you're going to talk about resolution. What happens when we solve this problem? What is, what is the end of the story? What is success going to look like because we've solved this problem? And then how will the problem be solved? Lay out a plan. Decide on a plan of this is how we're going to solve this problem. Or at least here's, this, here's the next few steps of solving this problem. And then create those action steps. Make sure that there is a call to action for everyone in the room. Everyone leaves the room knowing exactly what the meeting was about. That's really important. Make sure everyone in the room knows what the meeting was about and what they're supposed to do next. Make sure that's crystal clear. Here's what we met about. Here's what we do next. The timeline and completion date, make sure everyone knows when they're supposed to get what done. Put dates on them. Timestamp everything. This is when things are supposed to be done. Here's who doing it, who's doing it. Make sure it's clear. And then once again, repeat the resolution. Guys, Here's why we're solving this problem. Because if we can solve this problem, we'll be able to do this. We'll be able to serve people in this way. People are going to experience this. We're, we're going to have this. Whatever it might be, make sure you reiterate and end the meeting on that resolution on a positive note because it inspires people and it reminds them this is why we need to solve the problem. I hope that helps. Uh, we're going to make the template for this downloadable. Uh, in the show notes, there is a link to the blog post of this and there's actually a PDF that you can download of this template. I encourage you to use it, tweak it uh, to work for you and you can you can just reprint a bunch of these if you want to and use them 
in your own staff meetings or give them to whoever leads your meetings. And I would, I would really encourage you to try this out and see if it helps so that you can stop wasting time in meetings. You can start being more productive. You can, you can stop being distracted from your sermon prep during the week and maybe have more time to focus on the things that you need to focus on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have a great day and uh, I'll look forward to the next time. Thank you.